Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've made it here to the Thirsty Thursday finale of Golden Bachelor tonight. So much to get into right now. So much going on. Hey, what do you think of the new intro uh, music we have? I'm going to share a supporter of ours with an unsolicited opinion. Again, I'm okay with opinions as long as they're coming from a friendly place. Uh, The person said, oh my goodness, do I hate your new intro VO. It gives that creepy TMZ announcer vibe and you are so not that guy. Given that I believe you said most of your audience is female would have been great to have a female cool announcer. And by the way, look, I appreciate, I understand like it's, it's, it's aggressive. Like I, it's aggressive, but you know, we're kind of an aggressive podcast and I don't know. Uh, I'd love to know what you guys think is the intro. Okay. It cost me $52. Uh, it didn't come with a female voice option, but anyway, uh, let me know your thoughts on that. All right. We got some bachelor content to get to. We already covered on YouTube today and in the uh, morning rush hour, uh, some of of the uh, issues around Gary, the Golden Bachelor. I guess we're just going to have to watch the live finale tonight and see what he thinks. We'll be live at 7 p.m. East Coast, 4 p.m. Pacific on the YouTube channel. I know it's a lot of content today. And also, I guess I'll briefly discuss some of the going-ons with the Clayton Eckerd uh, paternity scandal. I've received another very, very strongly worded uh, letter that basically says, um, stop talking about this, delete all your content, and I won't have my parents sue you. Now, maybe I'm summarizing, but that, but she essentially said that um, I'm damaging the reputation of her parents and uh, her parents will be coming after me. But if I stop damaging their reputation, they won't come after me. So it's almost like when you get threatened, when someone threatens to drop a lawsuit, you didn't even know was in the works. It's like, oh, I didn't know we were getting our parents involved. My dad will beat up your dad. My dad's more successful than yours. My dad could beat your dad in an arm wrestling match, that type of deal. No, uh, that's not an actual threat of any fathers to beat up any fathers. I would never sick a dad on another person's dad. Uh, this is a fight we can handle on our own, metaphorically speaking. So anyway, I'm going to share some more about that. But yeah, I, I guess, look, this is what happens. You know, I made that video yesterday that said, oh, she's O for her last seven. And then her, I mean, I, I think I really, I think I really pinched a nerve with her ego. I mean, look, I, I'm a fan of the New England Patriots. They've got a terrible record this year. It's the worst season they've had in a very, very long time. And yet their record is still better than hers. That being, of course, the temporary restraining order denied and some of these other police reports not leading to anything. She's actually uh, then said, um, you know, in, 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 in words, uh, I'll, I'll paraphrase here. She said, you know, you must not be really smart with uh, legal information if you think that you're on the right side of this. So I guess uh, my response to that is we'll have to see who's on the right side of this story. Either way, we are anxiously awaiting her the birth of her twins on February 14th. And um, The Onion had an article. Uh, let's get into that Onion article here of Golden Bachelor, where they claimed, and again, this is satirical, 22 Golden Bachelor contestants announced pregnancies, emphasizing how excited they were for the next chapter of their journey. All 22 contestants on the inaugural season of The Golden Bachelor simultaneously confirmed Thursday 
that they were pregnant. Again, this is satire. Satire, of course, uh, and you can't you know defame someone if it's satire. Now, my my coverage of Jane Doe, Doe, of course, is not satire. It's just my opinions over what I believe to be are some very wild claims going out there. We'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. Now, regarding tonight's episode of The Golden Bachelor, uh, Jesse Palmer says that The Golden Bachelor, Gary Turner, finds happiness on the other side of emotional goodbye. In the end, I think Gary's extremely happy, the ABC dating show host tells The rap. Gary, at this point, is in love with two women, Leslie and Teresa, and as we know, there can only be one in the end. Palmer told the rap ahead of the Thursday finale. So there's going to be a very sad and very emotional goodbye. While Palmer notes that the goodbye is a very challenging moment for ABC reality dating show's leading man, that it is just gutting for him. The host pointed to a happy ending for Turner following the elimination. Now, we covered this a few times already, but uh, for those that have turned on Gary Turner uh, because of this damning article that came out on The Hollywood Reporter uh, that he moved on from his deceased wife one month after her death, a lot of people have commented and said, look, you know, my dad did the same thing and he was looking for companionship or my mom moved on. If you move on quickly, sometimes it means your heart was actually in the right place and you're trying to fill that void. Look, I'm not judging anybody for what they do post, you know, you know, legally speaking here, post uh, their their partner passing away. Of course, some of the other arguments were that it's 100% real. He broke up with her and made her move out. She fell down the stairs. It's like, okay, you, you can fall down the stairs. That sucks. I feel bad for that person. But at the same time, how is this Gary's fault, you know? So what will be interesting tonight is if we see if Gary does or doesn't discuss this ex. Now, speaking of discussing exes, here's Tyler Cameron calling out Hannah Brown for not picking up his phone call. We love a little bit of shade. This is on Hannah Brown's podcast. Have a listen. You told me I could always call you and I could always depend on you to answer the phone and you didn't. Well, I hadn't heard from you before or since, so I'd love to know how it went. You know, I called you because I, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna call her. And then I was like, last last minute, I was like, I'm gonna call her because I really want to know what the heck I'm about to get myself into. Because you did tell me it was like the hardest thing you've ever done before, but I was like. All right, so there's the clip. So Tyler Cameron calls out Hannah Brown. She does a very good journalistic uh, uh, sort of parlay where she tries to change the topic, and he's like, not yet, sister. Now, of course, she's the one who dumped him on their season, and then afterwards, a very bizarre ending after Jed uh, Wyatt. Is that his name? By the way, I might be moving to near where Jed lives, so maybe we'll get him on Driving with Dave. Maybe Hannah will do Driving with Dave. What if I could get Jed and Hannah to do Driving with Dave at the same time? Wouldn't that be the funnest uber pool you could imagine i know funnest isn't a word but it just felt right here all right well let's go to a break and then we're going to continue with tyler cameron and some other non-bachelor news right after this all right we've been covering hall and oats oats is deeply hurt by hall's allegations uh, says i'm not a backstabber so this is a like a like a custody battle uh, if you will with regards to a music group hall and oats john oats says he's gutted by his estranged musical partner's allegations that he tried to secretly sell his half of a hall and oats enterprise here's his declaration again this i guess is a pub i don't know if this is public but this is a court document he shared with tmz i john oats hereby declare as follows i am tremendously disappointed that 
Daryl Hall decided to file his declaration from our private arbitration in this proceeding and make inflammatory, outlandish, and inaccurate statements about me. I'm disappointed that he decided to publicize issues that are the subject of our private mediation and private arbitration. Far from becoming adversarial and aggressive instead of professional and courteous, as Daryl has claimed over the last 50 years, I have always devoted my energy to ensuring that both the public and the music industry receive the Hall and Oates music. I kind of feel bad. If anyone out there is like a super Hall and Oates fan, now to be honest, for a million dollars, I couldn't name for you one Hall and Oates song. I'm sure if I played a few, I would be like, oh yeah, I recognize that song. Again, just it's not my time, right? But imagine if you're like a number one Hall and Oates fan, you've got like that special room in your house dedicated to Hall and Oates, and now they're going through like a weird, bitter musical divorce. I would feel very bad if I was uh, in that group. So pray for all of the Hall and Oates supporters out there. All right, I guess we're going to just do more Tyler Cameron news. Is that what today is going to be about? Kristen Calamari is what we call her. It's Kristen Cavallari. She has actually responded to the question of who her hottest ever hookup was we know her from the reality tv the reality tv world here's what she had to say hottest guy you've hooked up with (laughs) this is so funny okay (laughs) if i were just purely basing it on looks right like put every guy in a lineup like no nothing to do with like chemistry or like just the hottest tyler cameron And believe it or not, you guys, I know this is really freaking hard to believe. He's hotter in person. Like, I don't, it's, it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. So, yeah. TC for you, baby. There it is. Hotter in person. Tyler Cameron. Boy, I mean, talk about getting nice press. Now, again, to, to think that an ex would speak so highly of you. And, I, and by the way, I mean ex, but, you know, who knows uh, what their relationship was. He, of course, was in one of her music videos and played the hot guy that just, like, gets to make out with her. And maybe that was it. Maybe there was more to it. I'm not sure. Well, since you've been gone, we've got an update. Oh, you like what I did there? Kelly Clarkson, ex-husband, overcharged her in book gigs ordered to return millions. We love Kelly Clarkson. You know, she's been on the right side of history with a lot of different things in life. Namely, she was the one who convinced Taylor Swift to re-record all of her music, which of course has made her a full-blown musical legend. No one has come close to Taylor Swift uh, with regards to music sales. I mean, she even beat up the Beatles this year with her re-release music. So anyway, that's all thanks to Kelly Clarkson. Of course, she won the inaugural season of American Idol. She continues her winning streak in her divorce from Brandon Blackstock. This round, a labor commissioner ruled Brandon had overcharged her by millions when he represented Kelly as her manager. Oh, yeah. Here's a rule for you. Never let your significant other be your manager. According to legal docs obtained by TMZ, a.k.a. 30 Mile Zone, a California labor commissioner ruled Brandon crossed the line as a manager when he booked gigs and inked deals for Kelly on The Voice. Norwegian Cruise Line, Wayfair, and as host of the Billboard Music Awards. Aside from a few exceptions, only agents, not managers, can lawfully secure roles for talent. Apparently, Brandon collected fees for booking and gigs, and the labor commissioner ordered Brandon to fork over those commissions to his former wife, totaling $2.641 million. Fun fact, Brandon scored $2 million for commissions from her role on The Voice. By contrast, he only got $93 in commission for Kelly hosting 
the Billboard Music Awards. Very interesting stuff there. So since you've been gone, Kelly Clarkson has won over a couple extra hard-earned million dollars. Maybe she'll help Lynn Spears out. Apparently, Lynn Spears is desperate for some attention here. No, no, this isn't her fault. Uh, Paparazzi spotted the mom of Britney Spears shopping at Dollar General after claims she sells Britney's belongings. Well, clearly she's not selling enough of Britney's belongings if she's stopping shopping at Dollar General. Now, look, I know you might be listening to this at a dollar store. Um, I get it. Those dollar stores, they've got some good deals on things. Just remember that they are not losing money by selling you whatever crap they're selling you. It's all cheap. It's all watered down. Okay, look, you know what? I don't need a dollar general lawsuit, so I'm just going to stop there. Lynn Spears appears to be doing her shopping on a budget, buying from Dollar General after a claim she's been selling Britney's belongings to stay afloat financially. Lynn was spotted wheeling a shopping cart filled with items out of the discount store. I, I mean, the truth is, you could be a billionaire, but if you live near a Dollar General, maybe you'll go in there to buy a pregnancy test and a, you know, a two-liter bottle of diet soda, whatever generic Dollar General Coke they got. So either way, I don't blame her, but kind of weird that they uh, that they've got paparazzi at a Dollar General. Maybe there's a maybe someone who works at Dollar General tipped off paparazzi there. So I don't know. Uh, very interesting story, nonetheless. Mike Tyson, uh, the guy that he punched on a plane, is demanding $450,000. Boxers, lawyers call it a shakedown. Look, I don't know what it's worth, but I'm sure Mike Tyson can pull quite a punch there. Although, if you did look at the video that initially came out, the guy was seemingly taunting the hell out of Mike Tyson. Now, does that mean you deserve to get punched in the face? No. But do I think most people will side with Mike Tyson here? Yeah, I kind of do. I kind of feel like they're going to side with Mike Tyson. We'll have to see how that all shakes out here. A lot of money being exchanged on today's podcast. And speaking of money being exchanged, let's just dive one more quick moment back into the uh, sort of legal threats I received today. This is part of the message I got from the lady who's suing me, uh, I guess because I've been sharing this story. Uh, I guess you're not allowed to share stories. Uh, part. This is part of what she said. In a recent podcast, Mr. Neil, and by, so I guess she listens to everything. She's still in the Patreon. She's still watching all my content. In a recent podcast, Mr. Neil alleged that my mother instructed Mr. Clayton Ecker to engage in a relationship with me. However, the factual record supported by their entire text message exchange paints a different picture. Mr. Eckerd explicitly sought my mother's contact information to discuss issues concerning potential abortion or custody matters. Moreover, your client's baseless allegations regarding my father's involvement in coercing relationships with me originate from hearsay statements by an ex-boyfriend's family member in 2018 were never subjected to judicial scrutiny and are unequivocally false. So we have we got a lot of um uh we've got a lot of uh, big words being thrown around. Such damaging and baseless remarks tarnish my father's reputation as a distinguished redaction. I'm not going to say what he's distinguished as because I don't need people looking it up. According to California Civil Code section 48A, Mr. Neal's dissemination of false and damaging statements that tarnish my family's reputation constitutes defamation, necessitating immediate retraction and removal of such content. You know, the only person defaming Jane Doe is herself. You know, she's the one who made this story public. She's the one who brought all this attention out there. She's the only one who's sharing the information on Medium. And we have information that may lead to, again, I'm saying this carefully, we have information that may lead to her um, creating a fake account 
that also has been uh, on the side of harassing me by trying to get me to share, uh, you know, stories to try to get Clayton canceled. If she's listening right now, I'm asking Jane Doe, do you want to reiterate whether or not you are behind Chase J. Jones? Would you like to come out with a statement and tell me right now whether or not you are behind the person claiming to be a black journalist trying to get Clayton Eckerd canceled because he danced to a song that had the N-word in it? Please, you know my email. You can forward it through my lawyer if you want to go on record claiming because i don't want to find out that you said oh that wasn't you and then you know you're uh this uh, this ex uh, lover of yours ended up hacking your account so let me know right now please write in you can call the voicemail line 401-213-9828 please let us know are you chase j jones and then she goes on to say mr neil claimed in his content on tuesday that i am 0 for 7 or 0 for 6 with lawsuits saying that i have a worse record than the worst team in the nfl <laughs> However, his grasp of a lawsuit seems flawed, as orders of protection in police reports are not that. In addition, his assertion that I am initiating lawsuits against him in Maricopa County is incorrect. I merely forwarded messages from the court regarding his improper use of records for commercial purposes, which requires pre-authorization. Also, his suggestion to list me as a vexatious litigant shows his lack of understanding of the court system, as it requires an active court case, not a self-initiation initiated motion. Oh, burn. She got me. Oh, let's all take a deep breath. Ah, it's the holiday season, folks. I want to take this time, if I've got your jaw dropped, to make light of a very special cause we have going on. It's called the 12 Days of Christmas. And I shared this earlier, and I'm going to share it again. We've got a uh, families that we're going to be sharing every day for the next 12 episodes, and we've got all of the Amazon wish lists. These are families that I, I shared on the YouTube channel today. We've got uh, families of adopted uh, children and families that need some financial help, and they've got Christmas wish lists of presents that go directly to their kids. Some of these presents are simple, like a pair of socks, and some of them are fun. And you know, we, we've got people in the past that have had kids that are on the spectrum that need some sensory gifts or unique things. Everything they're asking for is on their Amazon wish list. All you have to do is click the link and purchase something and it'll go directly to their home. You know, I'm not a big fan of Amazon because I think it's killing mom and pop shops and the, you know, atmosphere and so many other things. But the one thing that it is good at, it is linking people together to help those that are in need. So link in the um, link in the description of this podcast if you want to start giving. If there's any moment where you want to help the channel out. I'm telling you, love, 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 and sharing that love and sharing any extra prosperity with those in need uh, really help restore what we're doing here. So thanks in advance. This is the third year in a row where I have been so grateful to have the platform that is there to help others. We raised money for Toys for Tots our first year, and last year we raised money, including this year, for teachers' wish lists so that they're able to put together a colorful and creative classroom for their students in September, and also the wish list that goes to single moms and single dads that need our help. Thank you so much in advance for all of that generosity.
And by the way, uh, just to continue to promote my family vlog channel, uh, w Tasha and I are preparing for our gender reveal party, which is this Saturday. Uh, we're not going to be live streaming the actual party, but we will obviously let you guys know when we know the gender of the baby. I, I think it's a boy. I actually, I mean, I don't care. I want it to be a healthy, happy child, uh, a, a human life. You know, I just want, I just want that for for us. Um, but I think, I think it would be very sweet to also have a girl. I, I you know. I would, I would just, I would be so, I'm going to be so in love with whatever, whatever uh, spirit and soul decides to join us on this human existence. We're just so, we're so happy for all the love that has been shared by so many people. So one of the things I've learned since, since we've learned we've been pregnant, I have now been to Party City a handful of times. Apparently, once you have a kid, you just become a frequent flyer of Party City. So we went there to buy the little rockets. Now, no, we're not going to light anything on fire. No one's going to die. It's the little confetti. We're going to pick up the confetti. We got the little confetti things that shoot out, whether it's a boy or a girl. And we also did a gender reveal cake. Now, the only problem is we live um, in East Los Angeles near a town, uh, Monterey Park, which is a, um, it's a, it's a predominantly Chinese-American population. It's a great neighborhood, but it's also a, a neighborhood that actually has a lot of street signs that are in Mandarin. And it's, 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 it's very culturally diverse, which we love. But we went to this bakery that's supposed to be great for gender reveals. And we showed up with the manila envelope that has the information that's going to say it's a boy or a girl. And we haven't looked at it. So we give it to the guy and he, you know, in, in English, in his second language, looks at us and he goes, I, he's like, I have no idea if this is a boy or a girl, apparently it, it only, it only had the chromosomes, you know, XX, XY, whatever it was. I still don't know, but either way, we couldn't look at it because we couldn't tell him which it was. So we went next door to a CrossFit gym. My, uh, my beautiful wife walks into a CrossFit gym and finds a lady and says, can you open this manila envelope and tell us, or don't tell us if it's a boy or a girl and tell the bakery next door. So my wife had to find a lady and she was so happy. She was like literally sweating in the middle of a workout and she was so happy to help us out. And she goes, Oh yeah, I'll help you. She walks over to the, to the, to the bakery next door. And so whether or not that game of telephone is going to lead to the right gender. We'll never know. But I think if that gender cake lines up with the confetti that was also sort of predetermined from that manila envelope from, from Party City, we'll have to see if we got the right gender down. If we cut the cake and it's pink, and then if we shoot the confetti and it's blue, we might have an issue. Or we're having twins. Either way, I don't know if we have enough fetal DNA for twins, uh, but either way, we're going to see how it all plays out. So we went, the whole point of that story is we went back to Party City today um, and, or, and and got a bunch of balloons and, and Tasha's like, oh, we need to get the balloon blower upper. And my first thought was, I'm not spending another dollar on junk. I'm not buying a balloon blower upper. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought about how, because uh, I was like, how many balloons do you need? She's like, well, I'm designing one of those archways that you walk through. And I was like, all right, we're getting the balloon blower upper. So <laughs> So uh, $40 well spent. We got the balloon blower upper and that can blow up two balloons at a time. So I say all that because Tasha is right now live streaming on the family channel, which is called Tasha Courtney and Dave Neal do fun things on YouTube. And she is putting together 
all of the uh, balloons that will be used for this giant archway she's building. I'm going to go, as soon as I'm done uploading this podcast, I'm going to go over into the other room where she's live streaming and I'm going to help her out. If you want to catch that live stream, she's playing Christmas music and it's just a very fun little thing to do. You can go check that out on YouTube. Even if you catch this podcast later, the live stream will still be up. So pray for me as I um, d- you know, don't get lightheaded because I don't have to use my own God-given lung air. Um, uh, technology will be building these uh, the, uh, the archway that leads into the gender reveal. All right, well, let's end on this story. Piers Morgan blows their cover. The racist royals are King Charles and Kate. Again, this is the TMZ article. Again, obviously, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Uh, of course, Meghan Markle, whom I worked with, drop her name on the ground here, whom I worked with on the pilot episode of Suits, um, were, of course, accused of being the bad ones in the family. Well, now, apparently, the uh, troubles are turned on King Charles and Kate. Have a listen. Suddenly, out of nowhere, in the Dutch version of Scobie's book, journalists had been sent copies and the book was briefly on sale in bookstores before being suddenly withdrawn in a dash by the publishers. Scobie initially said it was a translation error, which didn't really make any sense because how do you mistranslate names? They're either there or they're not. I'm going to tell you the names of the two senior royals who are named in that Dutch version of the book. Because frankly, if Dutch people wandering into a bookshop can pick it up and see these names, then you, British people here, who actually pay for the British royal family, you're entitled to know too. And then we can have a more open debate about this whole Farago, because I don't believe any racist comments were ever made by any of the royal family. And until there is actual evidence of those comments being made, I will never believe it. But now we can start the process of finding out if they ever got uttered, what the context was, and whether there was any racial intent at all. Like I say, I don't believe there was. All right, so there's, if anyone cared what Piers Morgan thought of this controversy, now you know. All right, folks, well, that's going to do it for me. We'll be live at 7 p.m. tonight to catch out the preview for the Golden Bachelor finale. It's going to be a long evening, and we'll be back tomorrow to cover all that news. You'll hear me next on the morning edition of the Bachelor Rush Hour. Until then, I've been Dave Neal, and this was The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't join the free Facebook group Dave Neal's community got cash become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal link in the description below and don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at D Neal's for upcoming stand-up shows see you tomorrow on the rush